Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded at North American Passive House Network's conference, Passive House for All, in June 2021 in New York City. In this, the 16th of 18 interviews we recorded amidst the hustle and bustle of the conference hall floor, I chat with Lori Atwater of Transformation Village. A couple of quick thank yous before we get started. First, thank you to NAPHN for putting on the conference and for partnering with us on these interviews. Second, a big thank you to our sponsors who make all our work at the Accelerator possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Backstink We Architects, Glavel, Minotaire, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stocorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsor is SIGA, and our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. So with that, please enjoy my interview with Lori. Thank you, Lori. This is Lori Atwater from Transformation Village, and I just I, we're just getting to, to know each other. It's, I'm really honored to have a chance to sit down and chat with you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's great to be here. Can we start? Can you um, say a little bit about your work and, and, and the work of Transformation Village? Sure. So I'm Lori Atwater. I'm the founder for Transformation Village Incorporated, and our company is a commercial real estate development corporation. And we're founded with the purpose of engaging the housing crisis um, to provide sustainable master plan communities. And by that, I mean the sustainable, meaning that our projects are committed to being environmentally restorative, culturally appropriate, and economically viable. So the old-fashioned three-legged stool. And uh, our projects are predominantly mixed-use high-rise. And that's my background is in capital improvement projects, high-rise construction, and infrastructure. Our projects are all electric and zero net energy, and uh, we look to demonstrate sustainability principles. It, it depends on the project location. If you're in North Dakota, uh, demonstrating sustainability is going to look a little different than it might be in Southern California. And your, your work is in North America, the United States, which the, the, the region that you're, that well, you're focusing actually, on? Well, actually over the last 20 years most of my development activity um, has been overseas oh <laughs> yes got it and yeah. so before the um i was working before i started working for southern california edison and um i was developing projects in indonesia and so uh solar wow. farms yeah yeah uh, solar generation and hydro on the islands in Indonesia. Wow. And, and we ran into issues with um, the national policy on renewable energy was shifting. And so my partner and I 
really kind of put those projects on hold. But I have about 16 sites where we can now go back and look at doing uh, mixed-use high-rise with renewable um, and energy storage. So we're definitely going to do that. Um, but here in the United States, we have a number of projects in California. And then um, we've identified two different projects on um, native land on reservations in North and South Dakota. We have um, a project that we expect to move forward in, in Wisconsin, in Iowa, and uh, Michigan. And so it, it, the thing that I have discovered as I've started to look at, as you know what's happened to retail, our shopping malls are just in dire need of revitalization. Yeah. And so our team is um, looking at our first project probably being a California shopping mall revitalization where we're adding towers, mixed-use high-rise um, that are demonstrating all our smart city design. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You talk about restorative. I mean, that's restorative Very, for uh, restorative, communities. Restorative, yeah. putting the parking underground wherever yeah. we can so that we create these walkable villages that are inviting and, and our projects, um, in terms of the um, social component, our projects are dedicated to be mixed income as well as mixed use. And so we work directly with the city or the county, whatever the jurisdiction is, to identify what their goals are for income level. And some of them are saying, we need senior housing. Or, some of them are saying we need, um, you know, moderate. We need housing for people that households that make one hundred fifty thousand a yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where do you housing, find that? Yeah, housing is so tough. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's the you know, um, so moderate, affordable, in that range. The range is really like between households that are making seventy thousand a year to those that are making. 300,000 a year. I mean, that's where across the country, nice. those are the people that can't find um, a new home, whether it's a rental or a purchase. They can't find new stock, housing stock. So we have a huge, huge niche to fill. There's so much work that um, I would just like to train a team of about five people to to develop and build just like we are because there's just so much work to do. Yes, and so, so critically important. So, so you've got this background in, in renewable energy, per, you know, production development. Um, you, 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 you mentioned, we just talked about restorative, you, you mentioned Net Zero. So what brought you to the, the North American Passive House Network Conference? What, what, you, you, well, you that's a good question. With, yeah, what's the motivation? Yeah, I did. Um, so I was certified uh, as a lead accredited professional in 2003. Yeah, yeah. So I've been They're involved in sustainability yeah. long before I got into energy, mm. renewable energy and energy efficiency. Um, I was a project manager um, doing residential, doing commercial lead projects on university it. housing project. Um, and so I have quite a few lead projects that I've been involved in. You know, as our housing industry just became more and more of a crisis, frankly, I just had um, 
a crisis of faith or something where I said, here I am. You know, I know I can make an impact. I can make a positive impact. What do I do? And I started working on a project, believe it or not, in Africa (laughs) that was 10,000 acres. So it was a a really, really big project. And through working on that project, it became clear to me, scale scale go big or go home Uh Uh you know and so uh started talking with cities and counties and they're like yeah we could you know we we're seeing we're approving you know county of los angeles approved twenty thousand homes a couple years ago just huge track homes single family residences not affordable at all they still sold out they sold out before they were built People are desperate to find and, somewhere. And yeah, this. and so yeah. They, this, the county said, please bring us these projects. Yeah, yeah. Bring us these projects. And so I'm saying, yeah, I'm going to bring you these projects. Yeah, yeah, right on. Right yes. on. You've got the, you've got the Yeah, so being here, you know, yeah. the, the passive house yeah. is something we've been talking about for almost 20 years now, you know, that... Uh, when we back in the days when we were talking about straw bale walls yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that, and now there's the production materials, both the roof materials, the subfloor materials, the triple glazed windows, the framing, the manufacturing is actually in place. And yeah. we were talking about 15, 20 years ago, we're going to yeah, yeah. make it, you know. And so now it's really exciting to be able to ramp up this company, come to the show see the exhibits, get yeah. business cards and say, yes, I can specify your, your product. And again, if I could recruit more courageous men and women to become developers, I would do that today because there's a great need for courageous folks, you know, and you could call me and just say, how do I become a developer? And walk this journey, yeah, you know, yeah. with me because we need... We need millions of dwelling units across the United States. And then if you look outside of the United States, you, you know, yeah, you're multiplying sad. that number. Sad. And, you know, it's, it's a whole, it's a career. But it's an interesting career because you're responding to the needs of cities. Now, this is a different bent than the traditional developer. The traditional developer has a product that they want the city to accept without modification. Whereas if you're innovative, if you come my IT background and some of the stuff I've done, I can say to the city, you tell me what you want. Do you yeah. need senior housing? Do you need studios? Yeah. Do you yeah. need four bed? I mean, you know, yeah. what, what do you need? And we can help you build And that we yeah. will modify our offering We'll write our proposal just for you. That's a really important perspective and approach. Yeah. And courageous. It's courageous. It is courageous. Also, I mean, it makes sense, though. It takes I mean, a little bit of fearlessness. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't it take that now? I mean, yeah. aren't we at a time yep. in, in, in the world where we need entrepreneurs to be, yep. you know, fearless, gutsy yep. people yep. That, that look at these challenges of climate change and housing and so forth and go... What yeah. can I do? How right, can right. I bring my network together? How can I bring my skills together to make this, to, to solve these problems? Yeah, that's so true. So true. So 
tomorrow's the tours. What what are you hoping to oh, see Oh yes. Yeah. So We're why New, New York? York New York City. To see yeah. passive house high rise. Uh-huh. So that when I'm talking with cities and we're talking about urban infill, when we're talking about revitalization of shopping centers, and I'll say, I will push the envelope on your height limits. What's your tallest building now? Southern California, right. Northern California. What's your, what's your, uh, that's exactly what I say. I say, what's the highest, what's your, your floor limit for mixed use high rise? And they'll say six stories. So they'll say, oh, we've got 20 stories over there. Whatever it is, I want to push the limit on that. And, and why not just taller is better? It's not just that. It's that we can then do the most environmentally restorative thing with the land. Put the parking underground and let's restore the land. Let's tear up all this asphalt and create places where our kids can put their bare feet in the ground, where the bugs and the bees can find a place, a haven. And, and don't we just love that? Don't we just love walking through vegetated spaces and forested spaces? You can imagine coming down from your apartment, coming down from your condo, getting a cup of coffee, sitting outside, and having the bees and hearing the birds, and you know that there's some restoration happening in the community around you. All the engineers and architects, people that I know who are looking for housing desperately now, they say, Lori, how can I invest? You know, how can I be a part of, of this? So I know I've taken a while to develop these projects and I wanted to make sure it was, it wasn't just California Uh and it's not. And especially when I go to these projects tomorrow during the tour, some of them look exactly like what we would do at the shopping centers. You know, we'll, we'll put the, we'll put towers there. I mean, you're, what you're describing this, the vision that you have is um, really compelling and inspiring. You've, you've got this, this wealth of expertise and, you know, from, from kind of energy infrastructure through, through, through buildings. And I feel called to this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel called to this. And, you know, being here, yes, I want to see the exhibits with the products. I want to go on the tours. But also my heart's desire is to meet developers, experienced commercial real estate developers who are committed to sustainability, who say, you know what, we have a we have a crisis on our planet and the built environment now needs to respond. We can no longer build the way we have in the past. We need to tear down what we can, rip up the asphalt, allow the earth to breathe. That, that's my quest, are to find experienced developers who will mentor me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it would just be a blessing to me to be able to pick up the phone and say, I'm getting ready to go talk to the city of ABC about this project. Let me send you the site plan. Is there anything that I'm missing before I start negotiating with the city? And, and, you know, these guys have been doing this. You know, most of the developers are generational developers. They've been, development has been in their family. I mean, their family owned real estate investment trusts. Right. 
passed down from from yes. generation to generation with and all. And that's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. want to pass down a real estate yeah. investment trust to my kids right, and grandkids. Yeah. You know, so that's you know this is uh, that's why I'm here. A couple of years ago, I participated in an accelerator, a clean tech open in Los Angeles. And um, they were like, I don't, we don't usually deal with real estate, you know, but I wanted to participate in an accelerator so I could practice pitching and that I could practice, you know, being questioned about these things. But if you know of a commercial real estate accelerator program, then uh, we're going to keep our eyes open. And I, um, I mean, what you're doing is so important. We need to figure out. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we're going to help you. I don't know how. I don't know how. We'll, <laughs> Thank we'll, we'll you. Thank you. Yes, to share. Figure out that you network. Know, the, the connections that you have. Yeah. With um and and you know questions that you know you may have someone in your family who's been in commercial real estate development. You can say, hey, there's this lady that that's looking for mentoring. You know. This is a time for um, being uncomfortable. It was mentioned in one of our sessions earlier that um, because of the differences in culture across our country that, you know, people tend to uh, align themselves and network with people who look like them. It's just more comfortable to do that. And then when you see somebody who's not like you, you think, well, let me introduce you to another person that I know that looks like you do, you know, right, like, right, no, right. Yeah. invite, invite me into your space. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I might say something that, or I might correct you, <laughs> yeah. but, um, it, it is a season of being a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well said. Well said. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's going to be a great ride. I hope you enjoyed that special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast. On behalf of everyone here at the Passive House Accelerator, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more on the Passive House podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.